That was awesome. That was awesome. You guys may be seated. That was awesome. <laughs> Amen. How's everybody doing this evening? Awesome, isn't it? Good to be in the house of the Lord. Especially when we can learn and talk about and hear about Jesus. Amen. He is so good. Man, he is so, so, so good. Can't help but love him. You know, the more I get to know him, the deeper I fall in love with him. Right? Just plain and simply, it's all about Jesus. And, you know, and that, that sounds kind of weird sometimes when I say that it's all about Jesus because it makes it sound just too simple. But the truth of it is, is that it's that simple. It's about Jesus. Uh, tonight I want to talk to you about the chosen. And um, I want to be reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 1. We're looking at verses 4 to 9. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 1, looking at verses 4 to 9. And the title of my sermon is The Chosen. Hallelujah. Father, we just uh, thank you for this opportunity. Lord, just to, to speak about you, just to talk about you, Lord, to know more about you. It's just an honor and a privilege. And Lord, just to uh, desire more of you, more relationship with you, Lord, a deeper love with you. <laughs> Jesus, just have your way. Holy Spirit, just move in us. Touch us, Lord. Hide me, Lord. Lord, let your word just be spoken, Lord. And Lord, let what needs to come out, come out. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. First Corinthians chapter 1, verses 4 to 9. Are you there? Amen. Said hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah if you're there. All right, all right. I'm reading from the NIV version. I always thank my God for you because of his grace given you in Christ Jesus. For in him you have been enriched in every way with all kinds of speech and all knowledge. God thus confirming our testimony about Christ among you. Therefore, you do not lack any spiritual gift as you eagerly wait for our Lord Jesus Christ to be revealed. He will also keep you firm to the end so that you will be blameless. Somebody say blameless. On the day of our Lord Jesus Christ, God is faithful, who has called you into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. <laughs> Amen. Amen. You know, Matthew uh, chapter 22, verse 14 says, for many are called, but few are chosen. You, you ever hear that? And, and you're like, who are the chosen? Who, who are those if many are called, but few are chosen? Who are the chosen? Because I don't know about you, but I don't want to be a part of the many. I want to be a part of the few. You know, it's kind of like the Marines, you know, the few, the proud. Right? I want to be a Marine. I want to be a part of the chosen. So who are the chosen? How do I become a chosen person? Right? Because I don't want to be stuck out there with the many. You know, uh, another scripture says that uh, there's a wide road, but there's a path that's narrow. Right? And I, I choose to believe that the chosen are the only ones that find that narrow path. See, the ones that are just called, I don't know that they ever find the path. But check this out. We're all called. And check this out. We're all chosen. But we have a choice. 
to determine whether we're called or whether we're chosen. You see, yeah, I, I think about it like, I, I know we as humans, we think about it like, like if we're at a, uh, you ever like when you were little, like little teenagers and you're out at the baseball park for the guys in here, you're at the baseball field and, and you got sides and everybody's picking and you got the two captains out front and then someone's like, I got him. Another guy, I got him. And you're sitting there like, pick me, pick me, pick me. <laughs> right? And you don't want to be the last dude picked. Right? Because if you're the last one picked, then that means that you just, you really not want it, but you're there because you're a body and they need you. Right? And I think we kind of think that with God sometimes. I think we think that we're the last one picked. That he really doesn't want to choose us, but because we're here, he's choosing us. But scripture says that before the forming of the foundations were even made, he thought of you. He chose you. He chose you. And that's something that God Almighty, this all majesty, this all perfect, all encompassing God would think to choose me. We are the chosen. But what separates us from those that are called? Because there are two different groups. There's those that are called and there's those that are chosen. And, and, and I don't know about you, but I want to be the chosen. So I was th- as I was thinking about this, I was like, okay, so who are the called? So the call of those who heard the gospel but didn't believe it. The call of those that, that, that uh, say to themselves, well, I got time. And in the end, if I get in, I'll be fine. The call of those who call him prophet, who call him saint, who call him, who, who call him uh, 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 holy one instead of savior, anointed one, son of God. The call are those that don't know him. See, as I was thinking about this, and I was thinking about knowing Jesus, what does it mean to know Jesus? What does it mean to know Jesus? Because in order for us to be chosen, we have to know him. Anybody in here know Jesus? Raise your hand if you know Jesus. See, I, I, I believe that I know Jesus, but how do I know that I know Jesus? See, because a lot of us know each other in here, but do we really know each other in here? Like, I know your name. I might know what you do for a living. I might, know, I might even know what your favorite movie is or your favorite song is. But do I really know you? You see, when, when, when the gospel of God, of Jesus Christ, there's a reason for the gospel. See, we, we get stuck on on. The, the cross and salvation, and that's all positive and perfect stuff that we need to do, right? But there's the good news, which is the life, the cross, the blood, the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, the good news, right? And then they keep bringing up this thing about the gospel. What's the gospel? Well, see, the gospel is the life of Jesus Christ. The gospel, those first four books of the Bible, Mark Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are the, the gospel of Jesus Christ, his life. What he, did, what he did, how he walked, who he spoke to, the miracles that he did, how he thought, how he processed things, right? This is how we get to know Jesus Christ. See, because I can know somebody, but then when I get to kind of hang out with them a little bit, and I, I get to kind of know what their pains are, their joys are, their hurts, their sufferings, when I get to know their desires, then I really get to know them. 
And when I really get to know them, guess what? Now I have an effective relationship with them. If I just know you because I just know the name and I know of you or, or because we've kind of passed paths every once in a while, I don't really know you. And I wonder how many of us know Jesus by passing paths every once in a while. I wonder how many of us know Jesus because my friend told me about him. How many of us know Jesus because, hey, this is what I'm supposed to do. If I'm a Christian, I'm supposed to know him. But how many of us really know him? How many of us know the gospel? How many of us take time to get to know him, to have relationship with him, to be one with him? This is what he's looking for. And this is who the chosen are. As I was sitting here and, you know, I know which way I want to go with this, but I kind of had a feeling as though this chosen thing, it goes a little deeper than just us knowing the gospel, right? It goes into our kind of personal feelings about how we feel about ourselves. Because most of us, we're broken in some way or form. And we've been rejected in some way or form. So it's hard for us to kind of understand and get the idea that someone loves me. More than loves me, someone chose me. Over all my brokenness, over all the things that I struggle with, over all my bad thoughts, my disgusting heart, over everything that I've been through, somebody still loves me and chose me. That's hard for us. That's hard for us to grasp. But I tell you what, if we can grasp the fact that God chose you, that Jesus Christ chose you, there's some power that you get that you can hold on to. There's some stuff that that happens that causes you to be able to live a life that's victorious. How many of us want to live a victorious life? If we're going to do this right, we might as well do it in a way that we live a victorious life. We might as well do it in a way that we are honoring God and all that we do, or why do it at all? The one thing I never want to hear is at the end of this all, to be standing face to face with him and for him to say, I never knew you. There's going to be those that, he's going to say, I never knew you. But Lord, I did this in your name. Lord, I did that in your name. Lord, I saved, I I fed, I, I helped, I preached in your name. And he's going to say, be gone, I don't know you. That's a scary thought to me. So how do I know Jesus? I know him through his gospel. I know him in my prayer life. I know him in my pondering on his word and on his ways. I know him because I have a relationship with him. And because of that, I'm chosen. And then when that happens, guess what happens? And this scripture is great because it tells us what happens to those that are chosen. Those that are chosen are enriched. Right. Enriched, improved on or enhanced the quality of value. Right. And in in verse five, it says, for in him, you have been enriched in every way with all kinds of speech and with all knowledge. God thus confirming our testimony about Christ among you. So what does it mean to be enriched? So there's uranium and there's enriched uranium. Right. Uranium, regular uranium isn't used in making a nuclear bomb. But enriched uranium is used in making a nuclear bomb. 
You see, what happens is when they enrich uranium, it, they, they make more uranium per square inch than there was before. And then there's flour and then there's enriched flour. See, flour, when it, when it goes through the process of becoming flour, it loses some ingredients. And, and what they have to do is they have to add those ingredients back again to make it enriched. You see, when you get saved and you get to know Jesus Christ as your Savior, and he comes and he lives within you, he starts to enrich you. He starts to add some ingredients inside of you, which makes you more potent, more powerful, more, more, more stronger, more able to endure because you become enriched. He enriches you. You become better than you were. More powerful, more able. More able to handle situations. More able to go through struggles because you're enriched, you're stronger. There's something better about you. And what's great about that is he says that, and, 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 and we are justified and we justify Christ through our testimony. So here's the thing. Before I knew Jesus, I was missing some stuff. So I was a mess. I, I, was, I, was, I was walking around crazy, right? Hot-tempered, losing my mind at, at the slightest thing, easily swayed. And then all of a sudden, I met Jesus, and he started to add some stuff in me. He started to transform some stuff inside of me. And then all of a sudden, my life started to change. The way I acted started to change. The way I became started to change. And guess what? Some people around me started to take notice. And my testimony gave honor to Jesus. The fact that my life has changed gave honor to Jesus because I'm enriched. I always wondered why he said, let those who have eyes see. What does he mean? What does he mean, Justin? Let those who have eyes see. I, I see all the time. But see, when we're enriched because we know Jesus Christ, we see differently. We have a perception of something different that's going on. We can see the truth in life, the truth in who God is, the truth in who Jesus Christ is. See, we have eyes to see what God is doing. We're different. We're enriched. This happens to the chosen. See, the chosen walk around, they see stuff. You can't hide nothing on the chosen. Because chosen walking, they go, hey, hey, watch out for that one right there. I see something. The way you walked in here, I just saw something in you. That's what the chosen, that's the benefit of being the chosen. Because we get enriched by Jesus Christ. He comes in and he lives within us. His spirit lives within us. Now we have the mind and the thought and the will of God himself. (sighs) That's powerful. I think we lack power because we don't understand what we have. We lack authority because we don't understand what we have. We lack victory because we don't understand that we've been enriched. We've been made good. We've been made powerful. We've been made strong. We've got to be like David. See, David knew he was enriched. Because scripture says that David strengthened himself in the Lord. So David reminded himself, wow, God, you're with me. And if you be with me, who could be against me? God, you're my savior. You're the one that made me. You make me strong. When I'm weak, you're strong. He strengthened himself. The rich, the chosen, are those that know how to strengthen themselves. Because I know that my savior is with me. His word says, his gospel says that he is with me. He said in his gospel that I'll be with you to the end of time. And I know that. 
And I believe that. Because of that, I'm chosen. And I get, I get to walk around with power and authority. Victorious. See, see now, you know, when I, when I uh, go through my struggles, when you have problems with uh, relationships, when you have uh, problems with the job, when we have problems uh, with health, with any of those situations that we might encounter in our lives, right? Now we handle those things differently. Because there's a power inside of us that we could tap into to say, hey, you know what? I'm not going to worry about it. You want to fire me? That's fine. God got a better job for me over here. You want to you wanna fight with me? I'm not going to fight with you because God is the one who takes revenge for me. If I were you, I'd be careful. You ever tell somebody that? Somebody want to fight with you? Hey, man, if I was you, I'd be careful. It ain't going to be me. He takes revenge for us. He does that for the chosen. For those that love him and know him and and dedicate themselves and their time to him. We're enriched. And that's a power that I think, I don't think that we as as Christians, as, as sons and daughters of God, take advantage of. I think we allow the world, we allow situations to dominate us, to take over us. And to push us down and to, and to, to push our head, heads and faces in the mud and kick us and roll us around. And we're just like rag, rag dolls being flopped around when we don't have to be. Because you've been something powerful has been put in you. You've been enriched. Let those who have ears hear. Because you hear differently. I don't know about you, but I, I can hear the BS from the truth. Someone speaks something, I'm like, oh, hold on a second. Check my Bible. Yeah, that ain't true. Block that out. Those who have ears, hear. We've been enriched. This is what happens to the chosen. See, the ones that are called, they're blown to and fro by the wind. And, and they don't know what's up or what's down, what's right or what's wrong. Because they don't have focus. They don't know the true story, the true life of Jesus Christ, and they don't have, have not accepted him as who he is. The chosen. Are you the chosen? Is anybody in here that's chosen? Yes. See, I don't know about you, but I want to be chosen. Amen. Then the scripture says that we have been given, therefore, you do not lack any spiritual gifts as you eagerly wait for the Lord Jesus Christ to be revealed. You have been endowed, right? Endowment means someone gave something to you for free. Someone inherited, gave over to you something that you don't have to pay for. Free. You can have it. Here's a gift. But here's the thing, right? So when we're um, enriched, the enrichment part of it is about us. But the gifting part of it, it's about you. See, the gifting part is about edifying the body. The enrichment part is about edifying yourself, about building up yourself. But we've been given some gifts, some spiritual gifts. Do we use our spiritual gifts? Let me, let me, let me, uh, let me name some of them, right? So there's several types of gifts that they give you, that, that we're given, 
right? One's called the ministry gifts. And the ministry gifts are, are those fivefold ministries that we all always heard about, right? The apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, the teachers, right? Those, those gifts. Then there's the manifestation gifts. These are utterances, right? These gifts say something, then there's power. These gifts do something, and in the revelation, these gifts reveal something, right? Then there's utterance gifts, prophecy, speaking in tongues, and the interpretation of tongues. I remember when um, I went to uh, Manpower, it was me, Pastor Mike, Pastor Anthony, and I hadn't spoken in tongues, but I, I, I wanted to speak in tongues, but I hadn't spoken in tongues. And I was praying about it, and I was desiring to speak in tongues because someone told me that if you want to speak in tongues, you need the desire to speak in tongues. So I desired to speak in tongues, but I had not spoken in tongues. So I'm, I, I, I made my way down to the altar as we were praising and worshiping God, and I just started praising and worshiping God in my own little zone, and, and then something kind of broke in me, and I started to speak in tongues a little bit. And I got excited. I was like, yes. And I ran back, Pastor Mike, I started speaking in tongues. He said, well, press into it. He goes, press into it, push into it. So I started to push into it, and then something broke even more. Right? And then the gift of speaking in tongues came. Right? Some people believe that the gift of speaking in tongues is the uh, anointing of the Spirit upon, from God. But see, I don't, I don't like to put God in a, in a tight box like that. I believe the Spirit does what the Spirit wants to do. So if the Spirit wants to allow you to speak in tongues, you speak in tongues. If it doesn't, then you don't. It doesn't mean that you don't have the anointing of the Spirit upon you. Right? We got to stop putting God in a box. We got to let God be God. Amen? But we have to desire to operate within the gifts that God's given us. If we don't desire to operate in the gifts that God's given us, it's not like all of a sudden one day you're just going to have all these special gifts that you're just going to start doing because... It's your lucky day. You have to desire it. God, I desire more of you. And because I desire more of you, I desire the gifts you placed in me. So if the scripture says that Jesus Christ himself comes and lives within us and his spirit comes and lives within us, if Jesus is in me and his spirit is in me, that means I got every gift. It's just a matter of my desire and it matching up to my call in life. And then once I start walking in that call in life, guess what happens? Once I start walking in the call that God's called me to, Jesus has called me to, then those gifts start to open up. Those giftings start to be released, start to reveal themselves in you. And then all of a sudden, you're walking in the giftings of Christ. We all got them, every single one of us, because you're chosen. The chosen aren't walking around penniless and, and, and helpless. The chosen are walking around enriched and powerful. We are the power in the land. But sometimes I think we lose sight of that. Sometimes we lose sight that, that Jesus has come in and he's, his sacrifice, his, his death on the cross has done, has, has done a great thing and given us mercy and given us the ability to have a relationship with God our Father. I mean, that's, that in itself is enough. But it goes far beyond that because he's given you a life. He goes, in me. You will have life. That's powerful. How many of us are living lives that we shouldn't be living those lives in this way because we just don't know that in him we have life? 
in Christ, we have life. And he said, my, my yoke is light. It's not hard. It's not hard. We make this thing hard. We make this thing extremely hard. And, and I think it's a, like a human nature thing, right, that we just make this hard. He, Moses came down from the mountain, and he had Ten Commandments. And he gave it to the Israelites. Said, here, Ten Commandments. And they said, great. Let's make 633 laws that you must follow. There was Ten Commandments. It wasn't 633 laws. But we make this thing extremely hard when it really comes down to it's about Jesus. And he's given us everything we need to be victorious. The battle has been won. You have won. You don't have to, to, to worry. You don't have to be afraid. You don't have to suffer. You don't have to struggle because the victory has already been won. It's in Jesus Christ. So we got to stop walking around. We got to stop walking around with, with downcasted faces. We got to stop walking around kicking a can. You, remember when you were small and you were walking around kicking a can? Like, what's the matter with you? Why are you kicking a can down the street, man? I don't know. We got to stop kicking a can down the street. We got to start lifting up our heads, sticking our chest out, and saying, I'm a son, I'm a daughter of God. And because of that, I'm enriched and I'm gifted. And start walking that way, acting that way, being that way, because you're chosen. You're chosen. You know, sometimes the chosen can find themselves walking on the wide path. Sometimes the chosen can find themselves hanging out with the called and, and getting a little confused between are they the called or are they the chosen. It's a mindset. It's a heart set. that we have to understand and know that God's called us. God's, God's ordained for you to be chosen. He chose you. You didn't choose him. I know a lot of us think, oh, I chose God. I, I accepted him. But let me tell you a little secret. God chose you. And you know how I can prove it? So, so check this out. I can prove it because when God told uh, uh, Jonah to go to the city of Nineveh to preach the gospel, right? And Jonah didn't want to go. Because Jonah didn't want the people in Nineveh to get saved. But God knew that if the gospel went there and they heard it, that they would be saved. So he sent Jonah to go there, and the people got saved. See, God knew that when you heard the gospel, when someone came and told you about Jesus Christ, that you would accept him and you would be saved. And someone got sent to you and said, hey, man, let me tell you about Jesus Christ, the Lord and Savior of my life. And you accepted him and you got saved. That's how you know you were chosen. Because if you weren't ever told about Jesus Christ, then you wouldn't be chosen. The chosen are those who hear the gospel, receive the gospel, and believe. Do we have any chosen in the house tonight? So this, this, this last part I really like because it says... And he will also keep you firm to the end so that you will be blameless at the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. So you have been encamped, right, or shielded, right? And, and, and a good example of this is in Genesis when uh, Jacob 
is on his way to encounter Esau. And, and scripture says that Jacob was in his camp and then he looked across and he saw the angels encamped. He had a vanguard of angels traveling with him, protecting him, watching over him, keeping him safe. Do you know you got a vanguard of angels watching over you, keeping you safe, protecting you and everything that you do? Not just not just in the worldly stuff, but in the heartly stuff. That you're protected, made blameless until the end because of the blood of Christ that covers you. You see, now when God looks down at you because of the blood of Christ, he doesn't see you and your sin. He sees his son and everything that his son has done. And because of that, you're blameless. You're shielded. So now, right, when those missiles of life come and they want to take you out, you got a shield, man. You're like, bam, take that. When, when, when they, they come with the fire, the fire hose and they try to blow you off the spot, you're like, take that. Because God is going to protect you until his day that he comes back because you're chosen. You're special. This ain't the same anymore. You're not the same anymore. Things, things aren't the same anymore. Now you're different. Now you're protected. You're guarded. There's something in you that now keeps you safe. Blameless. Love covers a multitude of sins. I'm not saying that you should go out and sin. Right? No. We should not go out and sin. But love covers all your sin. Love protects you. Love seals you. Love, love guides you. Love protects you. Let me, let, me, let me read you the scripture here. Psalms 28, verses 7 and 8 says, The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him, and he helps me. My heart leaps for joy, and, my, and with my song I praise him. The Lord is the strength of his people, a fortress of salvation for his anointed one. He's your fortress. How many of us, when times get hard, right? And, and, and life, life is life. I, I've learned over my short time on earth here that life happens to everybody. It does. That means you're going to experience some hardship. You're going to experience some pain, some suffering. But you're going to experience some joy. You're going to experience some happiness. Right? And, and, and this is all part of the thing we call life. But the difference between how we experience life with Christ walking beside you and the, how those that don't know Christ experience life is totally different. See, when I experience life, it's different. When I go through pain... When I go through suffering, I go through with joy in my heart because I know I'm not alone. I know there's somebody else that's with me, that's helping me, that's protecting me, that's watching over me, that's guiding me, that's keeping me safe during this time. Even though I might have to go through some pain, I might have to go through a little suffering. See, it says put on the shield of faith, right, that it, 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 that it extinguishes the fiery dots of the evil one, right? which, which indicates that there's some fiery dots that's going to probably hit you. But the shield of faith extinguishes, puts out the fires. We've been shielded. 
You've been encamped. You got angels guiding you, protecting you. You got God. You got the spirit of God in you, uh, letting you know what's truth and what's not truth. You got Jesus Christ himself residing with you, making you better. These are the chosen. And that's why I said earlier that the chosen are the ones that find the narrow path. Because they have no choice but to go down the narrow path. See, I don't know about you, but the more I get to know Jesus, the more I have to follow Jesus. The more I have to be with Jesus, the more he has to be a part of my life and everything in my life. Because I realize that without him, nothing. Scripture says everything was made for him and by him. So how can we do anything outside of him? He's the answer. And that's why when we started doing Thursday nights, I'm like, this, we have to dedicate Thursday nights to Jesus. This, this has to be about him and about his, his life and about his sacrifice and, and, and bringing it back to the reality of, of us as, as uh, believers. Because I, I think there's times when we just start to go down this road of Christianity and we get down the road so far and we've forgotten the reason for us being here. We've forgotten about Jesus. We, 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 we want to come to church, and, and, and I want to come to church because I need a word. I need something. Amen. I, I'm coming to church because I need something. I need, I need the, the, the pastor to speak to me today. God, I need a word from you. We come to church because of Jesus. It's not about the word. It's about him. It's about him because I know when I come, no matter what happens, I don't need to receive a word because I know when I leave it, he's with me. And everything in my life is going to be taken care of because he's there. Because I love him and because I have a relationship with him, he's there. We are the chosen. Not the called. Many are called. Many, 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 many. You know, and I think if we ever kind of knew the true number, we'd be like, whoa. Many are called. That means, Scripture says that there's not one that will not know of Jesus Christ. Not one. That means everybody on this earth, at some point or another in their life, is going to have an opportunity to receive light. Whether they choose to accept it or not, it's going to make the difference, all the difference in the world. But you're here. You're here on a Thursday night. You took time out of your busy week to come here to be in church so that you could be close to your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's how I know you're, you're chosen. Amen. Because I don't know about you, but I'll go wherever he tells me to go. He's like, hey, Wes, get on the boat. Go to Indonesia. <laughs> well, I mean, how do you want me to get there? Whoa, whoa Lord, all right, I'll row. <laughs> Anybody seen Wes? He's on a rowboat to Indonesia. I got to do what he tells me to do. I got to go where he tells me to go because he's my Lord and Savior, and I love him. I'm a slave to this thing. I got no choice because I know how good he is. See, I think we got we to gotta start walking around a little bit with a little bit more pep in our step. That's why you see me every Sunday when I come into church, I'm... Hey, Pastor West, what's going on? Hey, man. 
Stock market's falling, lost a lot of money, this, that, but hey, I'm good. Why? Because Jesus is with me. I'm not worried. Yeah, I got some struggles in my life. My life's not perfect. Believe me when I tell you. There's some things that I struggle with. But I know that Jesus Christ is with me. And because he's with me, I'm victorious. Because he's with me, I'm a winner. Because he's with me, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, uh, 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 lay in the struggle. I'm not going to build my tent in the struggle. I'm not going to stay there. I'm going to get up. I'm going to brush my shoulders off. And I'm going to keep going. We are the chosen. And I think we need to start believing it. We need to really start believing it. Because I think sometimes we lack we, 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 we allow life and we allow the things of life to get us down to such a point where we lose hope and we lose faith. You're the chosen. Be like David. Strengthen yourself in the Lord. When life comes and throws a little jab at you, do a little fade, come back, pop, pop, double tap them, and then keep moving. Because you've got the most powerful being that there is with you. Amen. Don't let life get you down. Don't let the struggle. What's that song, uh, uh, Justin? This is how we fight our battles. Right? It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Hey. We got to realize that we are surrounded by God. And no matter the situation we're in, no matter the struggles that we have to deal with in life, God is with us. And because he's with us, we're enriched, we're powerful, we're gifted, and we're protected. And that should be a, that should be a hand clap right there. You know, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end with this thought. I, I think a lot of... Justin's going to... I think a lot of the problems that we have with this walk and being faithful in our walk, it has to do a lot with us. That somehow deep down inside, we don't believe that God loves us that much. Somehow deep down inside, we can't just grab and hold on to the fact that he chose us before the forming of the foundations we even created. That he loved us so much that he sent his only begotten son that we might have life. I think we get in those places in, in our lives where we just, we just forget. We get so fried with what's going on day-to-day business that we forget that we are the chosen that we've been given power. We have enriched. I'm gifted. I'm protected. And nothing can come against me. Because if God be with me, who could be against me? We have to really believe that. See, the test in that is in the struggle. That's where the test lies. It's in those tough times. It's in those times where 
we don't know what's going to happen. It's in those times where I can't predict tomorrow. That's where the test comes. But we should pass every test. All we have to do is strengthen ourselves in the Lord. Start to remember who we are. Say, wait a second. (laughs) Bill, I'm a son of God. Struggle, I'm a son of God. Job, I'm a son of God. World, I'm a son of God. And start celebrating in that and see our lives turn around. 